Drone Talks is an online platform to spread ideas and to educate in the drone ecosystem. At Drone Talks, we discuss technology, regulatory, business, and ecosystem topics openly with industry leaders to enable and foster innovation for a better future. Hi, everyone. I'm Esther Kovac, CEO and founder of Drone Talks. And today I am talking with Matt Selström, CEO at Everdrone. Hi, Matt. Hi, Esther. Nice to meet you. Nice to be on the show. Thanks for accepting my invitation. So my first question is that, why drones? How did you kickstart Everdrone? Okay, that, that takes us back about uh, three or even four years, actually, when uh, one of our founding partners uh, started experimenting with combining drone technology and vision technology. And at the time, this guy who's called Maciek Drejak, he had a very successful software company and he was basically looking for a new challenge. And, and uh, looking at the drone industry at that time, he realized that I can do this smarter, I can do this better, I can do this safer. And that was the very beginning of, of it all. Wow, so you identified a need and you came up with a better solution than the existing ones, I guess. Exactly, and, and uh, from the very beginning, we had a very strong focus on safety and making these machines more autonomous and more safe. One part of it was implementing uh, vision technology, but also other types of technologies. So we had a very strong technology focus from the beginning, and then gradually we have been more and more operational uh, focusing and focusing on uh, all sorts of applications within emergency care and emergency response. So just out of interest, may I ask, what's your background? How did you come to the drone industry? My background is quite broad within communication, uh, product management and business development. So I was actually recruited to the company back in 2017 when they realized that they had some sort of technical platform that they felt that we can build a commercial company around this. So they needed someone to, to drive uh, operations from a business and, and commercial perspective. And that's when I came into the picture. So I don't have a specific background in aviation. And I think that many people in the drone industry come from all over the place, to be honest. And uh, it's both a challenge and an advantage, I think, because we can look at things like, like risk mitigations and technology from a slightly different perspective than what's been done uh, historically in the aviation industry. But, uh, but we also need to learn from, from the aviation industry and, and sort of build on ex existing experience and add new experience and knowledge from other sectors. Totally agree. And I think that's the key for innovation. You know, if you can combine the two, this is where life-saving solutions created. You know, when you understand it's not enough being a great engineer, have a great platform, but you need to be able to kind of create a business about that and from that. So I scrolled through your web page and uh, I think your solution is really impressive again. I was just wondering, how would you differentiate yourself from the other emergency response solutions? Why you are unique? I think that by having a very strong focus on a pretty niche, a pretty narrow application, I think we will be able to build that solution 
better than anyone else in the world. Of course, you need to have extremely skilled technicians and a skilled development team. You have to have a strong focus on the, both the regulatory side and business side, but, but other companies might have that as well. But what I think that Everdrone is doing a little bit different is that we're extremely focusing right now on a very specific use case, the use case of transporting uh, defibrillators or other types of emergency medical equipment extremely fast to the site of an incident. And we're also focusing on urban areas. So I think that that makes us, sets us a little bit apart from, from some other companies. So, so I think the short answer is that we are probably more niche and more specialized than many other drone companies out there. Yeah, and, and talking about these urban areas, I saw on your webpage that you already have BV lost flights in operation. So I was just wondering what required to kickstart this kind of activities from regulatory side? To give you a full answer, I think we, we need to schedule another hour for that discussion, <laughs> but, but I try to keep it brief. Obviously, you need to have a very comprehensive and good relationship with the authorities. Uh, and we have been working very closely with the Swedish transport agency since the beginning in 2017. And I think one part of our success on the regulatory side is because we have gradually been increasing the complexity of our missions. We started off in 2018 doing basic VLOS operations in restricted airspace. And then we have gradually expanded that type of operations into urban areas. And now we are on a daily basis uh, flying dynamic routes in urban areas with uh, our vehicles and have a very, very strong and, and uh, close integration with the emergency dispatch system as well. So I think this, this gradual step-by-step -step approach have really been the key to making sure that the authorities understand what we're doing and also building trust and credibility with the authorities. Sounds really kind of a good approach, step-by-step, step, take the next you know, milestone and, and prove to the authorities it's possible. So, you know, your solution saves lives, right? So that, that's, that's a fact. And, you know, at Drone Talks, we focus on social acceptance as well. So I was just wondering, is that obvious in Sweden and Denmark, you know, when an ever drone flies somewhere that's going to save lives, like an like a emergency car? Or, or where are we regarding social acceptance? Everything we know about social acceptance, uh, both from experience and the research that have been, been conducted from other parties, is that when you see a drone flying, over your head or over your house uh, or over your property, it raises questions. And uh, especially if, if you know, or if you assume that there's a camera on board as well, it raises a lot of questions about privacy and stuff. And we have been approached by people who have been questioning why we are flying in their neighborhood and what we're doing and, and so on and so on. Uh, like most drone, drone operators uh, probably have. But uh, what, what we come to realize is that as soon as we explain what we're doing and the purpose of the flight and the purpose of our operations. I don't think we have met one single person actually that uh, have disliked what we're doing. Everyone is, is very, very positive about it when they realize what we're doing and, and what's the purpose of the operation. I think that's the key. You know, they need to realize what you're doing. Otherwise, you know, people assume different things. And I think this is where we as an old industry have the responsibility to tell them what we're doing or, or tell them what's the reason why we're operating, you know, and make sure 
this is communicated well. Just want to just want to also so say that the, the purpose of, of the the value of communicating what you're doing that's that's one important thing. And if you're also being able to say that okay, we're we're having an application where we might be able to save someone's life each time we fly, that obviously is also a very positive thing. It, it's a slightly different matter if you're delivering pizza or coffee. Then there's a more difficult balance between the privacy issues and the actual value in the service. But when delivering a defibrillator uh, to, a, to a cardiac arrest incident, no one really questions the value in that. Yes, totally. I think I think this is where we need, you know, the first pioneers in the industry, and and this is how we can position drone services. As a, as a great innovation and this should be the first you know icebreakers definitely whatever drone does exactly so talking about ever drone i was just wondering what's next you know uh, what's in a pipeline for you in, for a next year or two well our strongest focus right now it's uh, basically to create as much scientific evidence as we can prove that this is actually a medical intervention that can save lives and that is saving lives. And uh, we're trying to deploy the system in as many locations as possible to collect as much data as possible and to learn as much as possible. And in the next few months, we're expanding to Denmark, for example. So we're looking at a few more sites in Sweden and, and a few more sites in, in Denmark as well. So we expect to be reaching around 300,000 people in the coming months, actually. And uh, then it's at the same time, this is a very complex product we're building. It, uh, we're building on a technology that is constantly evolving. Um, we're operating within drone regulations that are evolving. And we are also close to the medical side of things. So it's a very complex product. And we're really on this uh, journey from research to full, uh, to full commercial product. But things are looking very great. We have a great outset. We believe there's a strong medical case here and a strong business case as well. And uh, we'll see how things evolve in the coming years. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Matt, for the great interview. Right. Thank you. It was really nice talking to you. This podcast was brought to you by Drone Talks Online, a platform designed to spread ideas and educate in the drone ecosystem. Search for dronetalks.online to hear from more of our industry leaders and to find out how you can get involved.